You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ooh, wee, it's a roller coaster ride if you're a Pirates fan, let me tell you. How's it going and welcome to Locked On Pirates. We have got one spicy show for you today. These past two games have been a tale of two cities in a way. The line, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times, sure does fit, doesn't it, Bucko Nation? We're going to delve into this tale of two cities, and in this segment we will, of course, start out with the worst of times. And yes, that deals with the rookie manager, Derek Shelton. A little later on, we will then talk about the best of times. Don't you worry your pretty little heads. There were some silver linings in the worst of times, and like the optimist I am, I will mention them. Anyways, my name is Cody Patanko, and if you don't know by now, I am the new host of Locked On Pirates. I sure do encourage you to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts, and while you're at it, smash that five-star rating. Come on now, you know you want to do it. Alrighty, let's talk about that Monday game, shall we? Jiminy Christmas, what are we going to do with that bullpen, guys? I'm looking at you, Kyle Crick, and a little bit Michael Feliz. But who I'm looking at even harder is the rookie manager, Derek Shelton. To paint the picture for you, our Buckos were up 5-1 to one going into the top of the ninth. We got a four-run lead, got a little bit of a cushion. You're sitting back, you're thinking, this game's in the bag, right? Oh, no, baby. Farthest thing from it. I heard a lot of people on Twitter wondering why Feliz is out to start the ninth. And if I'm honest, I was okay with it. I mean, after all, it's not a save situation. You might as well give Feliz some innings. Well, Feliz looked off on Monday. He got smacked with a hit from Smoke. He did strike out the next batter. He walked Sogard. Then he gave up a base hit up the middle to Lorenzo Cain, resulting in a bases-loaded one-out situation. You're thinking... Okay, time for birdie, right? Eh, wrong. Feliz stays out there to face Keston Hira, who he ends up doinking. Now it's 5-2. Feliz is still out there, and you're starting to bite your nails a little bit. Bases are still loaded with one out. He gets the grounder to Josh Bell, who takes the easy out at first, while the third run scores. Okay, Sheltie, it's time for birdie. Brubaker, someone other than Crick, right? Nah, fam. He sends in the dead-armed Crick to get the final out in a crucial spot with a tying run in scoring position. And what does Crick do? He gives up that double to public enemy number one, Ryan freaking Braun. It's official. Don't talk to me if your name is Kyle. My point is, after that rant, is we saw the inexperience from Derek Shelton in his fourth ever game managing. And I have to keep reminding myself that, that he is very young in his managerial career. He's going to make these mistakes, and these things are just going to happen. And I know as Pirates fans, especially with myself, you find it very hard to accept these things because... This has been happening for years upon years upon years where we just see failure and we just see that, ah, and, and you just want that one person or a couple people 
to just get you over the top and get you smiling and to be happy that the pirates are a part of this city. You forget that at one point this team was the bee's knees when you were in downtown Pittsburgh. Everyone was happy with the team and you just want that feeling. And I I know and it I'm almost tearing up thinking about it, but I find myself turning the corner now and realizing that I'd rather have him make these mistakes in a 60-game season, get all of this out and figure out your team and figure out who he is as a manager and then go forward, guns a-blazing. I know it's hard. I really do. And one of the tweets I read, and I respected that tweet because I felt that at the time. It said, a wise old fox wouldn't have put Crick in there, especially in that situation. And ultimately, the Pirates lost in the 11th inning, 6-5, to and the Brew Crew stole that W. They really did. We had it in the bag. It's just there were some mistakes that were very, very costly. But like I said in the previous podcast, Rome wasn't built overnight. It took tons and tons and tons of effort and mistakes. Just give it some time, okay? I know that you won't believe until you see the results, and that's totally fine. It really is. But please, just give it some time. It's going to be okay, I promise. Now it's time for my patented silver lining. And yeah, I know, how can you say there's silver linings in such a heartbreaking loss? But there really was, and just listen, okay? Colin Moran, he's just built differently on home openers, isn't he? I mean, geez, the guy, the guy he managed to hit two home runs on Monday, one of which went swimming. It, it wasn't a clean river shot, it was a one-bouncer, but that's still impressive. It, it really is. And I've been really pleasantly surprised with the Redbeard. And I know he had 80-plus RBIs last year, and the guy showed he could hit, but that defense just always made me think bad of him. But now that there's a DH situation, I'd really like to see Moran in that spot. I don't know how you feel, but that's how I feel. And let's talk about Gerard Dyson. I... Wow, right? Like, he faced a left-handed pitcher, and he hasn't hit an extra base hit off a left-handed pitcher in, like, two years, and it he hasn't even gotten a legitimate hit with the Pirates yet. He comes up in a crucial spot, needing to get a base hit to score some runs, and he just does it. He does it. He gets in those runs, and, and we were feeling pretty good, and... We, we ultimately know what happened, but at the time, we were really excited about what just happened. I mean, go figure in 2020, you have guys like Colin Moran and Gerard Dyson carrying your team and potentially giving you the win. It wasn't a win, ultimately, but it looked it sure did look like it at, to, at the time. Um, and let's talk about Chad Cool. We haven't seen this guy in quite some time, to be in fact 762 days since his Tommy John surgery. He hasn't seen a major league field in 762 days. That's a long time. 
And he went three and two-thirds innings after Brault couldn't come back out uh, after the one-hour and 45-minute rain delay. And that's just fine with me because they were planning on doing the piggyback method anyways. And I'm starting to kind of like that method because Cool showed he has the stuff. He showed it before, but now he really showed it. Um, He fanned four Brewers. He did give up three hits and two walks, and that's to be expected. Remember, 762 days. But he had no earned runs given up, and that's key. That's really key, especially for that fourth starting pitcher spot. I don't know if you call it the fourth and fifth or what, whatever, but that's really crucial in the back end of the starting rotation. And to boot, I will say... That slider looked really nasty, and I am really curious to see what he does when he goes back out and pitches. Now before I go off on another rant or get extremely emotional, let me tell you about something crucial, and that's CBDMD. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Or you're like me and you work in a factory and you're just sore. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. Why don't you try something like CBD Freeze with menthol? It's an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy to use roller or shareable squeeze tube. I have both, just in case you wanted to know. Or, or, you could try CBD Recover. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And, To make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all our listeners 25% off. That's a lot. For your next order, when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at the checkout line, be sure to go CBDMD. If you're still with me, how's it hanging? And if you don't want to miss out on the fun we have here, I do recommend that you hit that subscribe button. If you enjoy this episode and the others, give us that five-star review. You won't regret it. Now it's time for the best of times in this tale of two cities. And that deals with the game on Tuesday. We saw some really good things on Tuesday and some scary things. But as promised, we're going to talk about it. Let's get into Derek Holland, the guy who got thrown out of a game before he even began his career here in Pittsburgh. If that's not hashtag legend, I don't know what is. <laughs> he had an extremely strong game facing this brew crew. He went five and two-thirds innings, giving up just two hits. Two. He did, however, give up a gopher ball to pirate killer Kesson Hira to the deepest part of the ball field in that notch. That's okay, though. That happens. That was only a second hit given up. Can't expect much more from your fifth starter. You just can't. 
One thing I would like to see less of is the walks. But I'll chalk that up to both the umpire and John Ryan Murphy. The umpire did have no leeway, it seemed, uh, in that strike zone tonight. There was no real calls outside of the box there. And that might be John Ryan Murphy. That just might be the umpire strike zone. Who knows? But overall, really good game. The offense came alive too, it seemed, with seven hitters managing at least one hit. Brian Reynolds got two. He went two for four, which is really nice to see. And shout out to Dejan from DK Sports calling Brian Reynolds getting off the schneid earlier today. Cole Tucker also went two for four as well. And maybe we see a big year from him. The Pirates scored eight runs tonight, but that isn't even half of the story, folks. The bullpen damn near cost us the game again. And that's where the scary part comes in, where I mentioned in the beginning there. Uh, in the seventh inning, we saw a crazy set of events take place with Chris Stratton, Miguel Del Pozo, and Jeff Hartlieb pitching in that inning. Stratton could only manage a third of an inning pitched, walking two out of the three men he faced. Now Del Pozo, fresh out of Altoona coming from the taxi squad, couldn't hit the side of a damn barn. He walked three batters, thus resulting in four earned runs split evenly between the two being Chris Stratton and Del Pozo. Now, out comes Jeff Hartlieb, who is another one, at, like Del Pozo, coming from Altoona from the taxi squad uh, after the news of Kyle Crick and Clay Holmes being placed on the injured list. Jeff Hartlieb has to be one of the luckiest guys on this earth right now because the double play that happened with him was just insane. A fly ball is hit to Guillermo Heredia and a sack fly ensues with a run scoring, making it a 6-2 game at that point for the Brewers. And then Orlando Arcia, as the sack fly is occurring, tries to tag to third and gets nailed at third. Hartley then strikes out Yelich to stop the bleeding, and I'm going to stop for a moment and say, what's up with Christian Yelich? I know it's early in the season, but oh, he looks, he looks rough. Brew Crew fans have to be a little upset. They paid him a lot of money recently. Now, let's get to the bottom of the seventh, and even more crazy stuff happens. You know, you're thinking, going into the inning, well, it's 6-2 Brewers, here we go again, the Pirates blew it, the Pirates are losing, uh, nutting sucks, something to that effect, because that's what you hear from Pirates fans a lot, right? Well, Tucker singles, then John Ryan Murphy singles, in a matter of three pitches, Frazier then gets doinked, and we got bases full of bucks, no outs. Then, Kevin Newman walks, making it a 6-3 game. And you're thinking, okay, well maybe we got something going on here. Josh Bell infield flies, and you're thinking, oh, well, I shouldn't have thought that. Here we go again. We won't score this inning, will we, huh? Uh-uh, sweetheart. Colin Moran grounded to the perennial gold glove finalist Every year, it seems like, Justin Smoke. And Justin Smoke just throws it into the outfield trying to get the inning-inning double play. Two runs score, and it's 6-5. 
We got a ball game, folks. Reynolds strikes out. You're thinking, well, crap. Okay, well, it's 6-5 anyways. Okay. And then up comes the improbable Philip Evans. A guy I've never even heard of at this point. Until this year, obviously, because he's been impressing the hell out of me. He smacks a double. And it's a tie game. Whew. What an inning. Am I right? Now, we're thinking it's a 6-6 game. It's the 8th inning. This game can't get any crazier, right? Nope. Hartlieb comes back out, and his unbelievable luck continues. He commits an error throwing to first base on a bunt by Braun. And to be honest, he should have just ate it. You're, you're not going to get Braun out at that point. It was a really well-placed bunt. And he throws it away. And Braun scampers right into second base. No outs. Then, a single by Sogard happens. And we got runners on the corners. No outs. Then, get this. Okay. Avisayo Garcia hits what looks like to be a sack fly, right? No, baby. No, 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 no. Brian Reynolds throws a freaking frozen rope home to nail Braun on the double play. Now, that's just insane. Hartlieb gets two double plays and as many innings, and they're both committed by outfielders throwing back into the infield. That's just improbable to me. It really is. And I do hope Jeff Hartley plays the lottery or something because this guy has to have the most luck in the freaking world. He managed to get out of that inning unscathed. No run scored. Still 6-6. Going into the bottom of the eighth. All right. Now, bottom of the eighth, we see Cole Tucker up again. He smacks a double. Could have been a triple. But it was a nice play by Kane to cut it off and prevent the triple. And we got Cole on second base, no outs. Now, here we see something that we rarely seen from the Clint Hurdle era. And that's really good small ball. John Ryan Murphy comes up, sacks bunts, Cole Tucker goes to third base. We got one out, Adam Frazier coming up. All we're thinking is, okay, let's just get the sack fly, get him home. Bring Nick Birdie out in the ninth, and we got this game. Well, Adam Frazier's like, nah, dude. I'm going to hit a freaking tower shot into the right field bleachers, and we're going to go up by two. And that's what he freaking did. It's 8-6. Yeah, we came all the way back. We pulled what the Brewers did the night previous, down four runs. It just didn't happen to come in the ninth inning. It came in the eighth inning and the seventh inning. Okay, this is crazy stuff we got going on here in the 412 area code. And I sure do hope that you tuned into this game and you share the same freaking excitement that I had today. Then, you know, Birdie comes in the ninth inning, does his business, locks it down. Mr. 99 on the gun, Mr. Henry Rowan Gardner, whatever you want to call him. So yeah, these two games were crazy. And they truly were a tale of two cities. I, my mind is just full of weird emotions and thoughts. And all I know is, is the Pirates are 2-3. and three. They're looking to win the series on Wednesday 
against the Brew Crew, get their first series win of the year, and hopefully we're talking about that on the next episode. I truly do. Think about it, expanded playoffs, Pirates, if they can maintain a 500 record, they got a chance. I know earlier I said, well, this is a rebuilding team. You got to think. You got to be okay with them losing. Stuff like that. But it's 2020. Crazier stuff has happened. But I will tell you this. That's going to do it for Locked On Pirates. I do hope you're listening to the other two affiliates in the 412 area code with Locked On Penguins and Locked On Steelers. I do know the Penguins just had an exhibition game in Toronto against the Phillies. I'm really excited about August 1st and the start of the playoffs. But I will see you tomorrow. Have a good one.